12 to 1 with Adrian Abraham on Money FM 89.3. You're listening to Money FM 89.3, 12 to 1 with Adrian Abraham. Time to talk about the FB industry in Singapore. They're experiencing a very difficult time over here. You know, Singapore returned to phase two heightened alert measures. On July 22nd, dining in at all F&B establishments seized and social gathering group sizes were reduced to a maximum of two persons. Now, these measures will remain until August 18th. So effectively, August 19th is a special day for your calendar. To talk about the subject a little bit more, I've roped in Annabelle Tan. She's an assistant features editor at Prestige. Welcome to the show, Annabelle. How are you? Hi, Adrian. Thanks for having me. Just before these measures were introduced, uh, you and I, we were both out uh, at different places and, you know, enjoying those final few hours of what we could. But when these measures came into play, what was the first thing that was going through your mind? Pretty much like uh, this again, not again. I feel so, so bad for all the F&B outlets that, you know, have to re- like again and again. They're like open, close, so many different measures they have to adapt to. It's hiring i i'm not even i think i spoke to a few um smb owners they're not even angry anymore they're just honestly just exhausted yeah you mentioned they were yeah. exhausted because just a few weeks before that you know it was allowed to open for two packs initially then it went to five and in the space of let's say a week it went back to two with five who are fully vaccinated and then it just all shut down once again. How did you react to that news when, you know, it was almost there and then it was all taken away from you? Yeah, um, I was, I remember I was out during uh, that, I think, week or so where there were five packs. Five packs were still allowed to dine in. And I was looking around. I was like, oh, restaurants, you know, it kind of looks like it's back to normal. And it, it feels nice, you know, having that bit of sort of normalcy back. But then um, it was very short-lived. And yeah, I don't know. It's just every time you see like a little glimmer of light of hope, it's just, it feels like it's taken away. It sounds very dramatic, but that's, you know, it comes, that's kind of what it feels like. And I really feel for our F&B restaurants, our hawkers. So yeah, I think it's, we just have to try and support them as much as we can. It's a terrible time, you know, let's be honest, mm-hmm. for the F&B industry. They've already been through this multiple times. We're always going to compare it to the circuit breaker, which is probably the worst mm. time during the COVID-19 pandemic here in Singapore. But restaurants have gotten better at managing takeaways and deliveries and so on. Let's talk support. How can we support the F&B establishments during this time? So, like you said, they are definitely more prepared now, right, for deliveries, takeaways, but... I've also heard feedback that delivery and takeaways are actually not doing as well as they were in Circuit Breaker. I think maybe now, you know, the population as well, we are also more prepared and I think maybe maybe more, more of us are less willing to spend, right? We're all, I think during Circuit Breaker, we were all very ready to support. I think I saw a lot of people on social media, like ordering food for their friends, but it's less of that now. People are a bit more cautious with their dollar. And so I think they really, uh, F&B businesses really need our support. So I think really continue to like takeaway, delivery, and even if you can't afford to, it, it really helps just to, you know, share on social media, tell your friends about your favorite restaurants uh, doing delivery, takeaway. It really, everything helps. Yeah, with the travel eliminated as well, a lot of our money has been going towards dining out for the majority of the year and last year as well. But, you know, you mentioned there, 
people are almost reluctant to order as much as they did compared to the circuit breaker and so on. Why is this so? Besides, you know, keeping hold of their dollar, you know, something like a bottle cocktail, the experience of having it at a bar, but then having it at your home, of course, it's very different. What else is different during this time? Yeah, I think everything during Circuit Breaker was still very novel for us, right? And it was really like, no, we couldn't go out at all. So we did everything we could. Like we wanted to buy everything and try everything. And then now it is kind of an in-between, right? We can still go out, just we can't dine in. So I think that kind of like the novelty of it has kind of worn off for many people. And it's, I think because also, you know, we've already had the experience of standing out like in between Circuit Breaker and now. And so, like you said, having a cocktail at home, it's not quite the same as dining out. So it's, the experience is not replaceable in that sense. Um, and I think um, during Circuit Breaker, a lot of us also, you know, we gained that Circuit Breaker weight. So we know what that's been like. Um, a lot of people I know have been trying to eat a bit more healthy, that kind of thing. So I think that's also another thing that's maybe holding people back. And they're all just, you know, getting ready for things to open up again, hopefully travel, you know, it looks like it might as well. So maybe that's uh, people, you know, trying to hold back a bit and maybe save that money. Yeah, the key word there <clears throat> is might. Travel might yeah. <laughs> reopen uh, in the near future. We're in conversation with Annabelle Tan. She's an assistant features editor at Prestige. Annabelle, you mentioned there it's an incredibly difficult time for the FNB industry. What about the hawker centers? Because every time you walk by uh, some of these coffee shops and food stalls, it almost brings a tear to your eye just to see that because they're not all there on these delivery platforms and so on, and they're suffering a lot more than a lot of the high-end F&B establishments. So how can we support them more? Yeah, it is very sad, especially um, the elderly hawkers. They are not on any um, delivery platforms. And yeah, they're not very tech-savvy, right? So they just kind of continue what they do, and they don't really know how to uh, adapt. Um well, so what I do personally, um, if I, I try to yeah, take, get takeaway from hawkers and then even if it's not like my favorite stall, if I see um, a stall with like elderly hawkers, um, a stall that looks particularly quiet, I try to just buy and support, you know. Honestly, most of our hawker food, you can't really go wrong. They all taste pretty good. And um, same thing, sharing on social media, if you see a a stall that you think you know needs help it helps to share with your friends i i know there's a instagram account account called where to tapao um, they share the stories of hawkers who most of them are not online that need help and need support so that's a good way to discover hawkers to support as well yeah great initiative there and definitely a page to follow to support the local hawker culture here you know you don't have to order everything but maybe just ordering something every other day can go a long way to make sure that they survive during this incredibly challenging time. You know, in terms of some recommendations during this time, what can listeners have? Um, Something that really helps, I think, cocktails, like we said, although um, I kind of have veered away from the fancier, like, you know, bottle cocktails where you have to, like, garnish them, I... That's not really my thing anymore. Although, honestly, the cocktail scene here is amazing. But some of my go-tos uh, recently have been Bagel House. I know you've had um, Jay on your show before, one of the owners. Um, Bagel House is 
probably my favorite bar in Singapore. Um, their concept is amazing. I've always been very attracted to that. So I, I keep going back because every week they change their menu. Um, six drinks every week since the start. They opened right after Circuit Breaker. And they've, yeah, so they've only been around for a while, but they're already uh, on the Asia's 50 best bars list, which is amazing. And they're continuing to do um, cocktail deliveries and takeaways now. And they still do their new menu every week, which is amazing, even in this uh, phase two heightened alert. And um, they also have a sister bar, Low Tide, which they do um, tropical food and cocktails. Really good food, also really good cocktails. They both do uh, canned cocktails, which for me is a bit more casual. I just throw it in the fridge, pop one open when I feel like it. I don't have to like, you know, pour it in a fancy glass, no garnish needed. So that's kind of been my go-to for bars and um, cocktails. I also really feel for um, the new restaurants that have opened recently in the last month or two. Because, you know, similar to just before Circuit Breaker, like restaurants that just opened and they immediately have to close. It's it's quite sad. Um, I recently went to a new restaurant called Naeum. It's uh, N-A-E colon U-M. It's a modern, they call it modern soul cuisine, contemporary soul cuisine by Chef Louis Han. It's kind of Korean flavors, but done in a very different way. And they just opened in July. I went there. It was amazing. And they're doing takeaways and deliveries now. Um, and some of their signature dishes, like the uni somian, which I really love, you can get delivered uh, or takeaway as well. So, um, yeah. And I think one more I want to mention. I think now is a good time to also order from restaurants that, you know, it's that may be um, quite hard to get a table at normally. So uh, places like Kotua, Sri Lankan food, amazing. Um, very hard to get a table usually, but they do delivery now for lunch and dinner. And it's food that travels really well. I know that for a fact because um, I have taken away their food before, after a big meal, next day reheated. It was amazing. So some of the few of my favorites. Yeah, all great recommendations there. Notable mentions, of course, Sago House took the word straight out of my mouth. Asia's <laughs> top 50 bars. What a story built from scratch, no investors, as well as Kotua, uh, you mentioned that their food travels well, helmed by the chef Rishi Nalindra. What a job he's done there. Just before I let you go, Annabelle, as we, you know, get to the final stretch of this heightened alert, maybe not final, we still have a few weeks to go, but how are you going to pass this time? Are you going to do more cooking at home or are you going to still take away? I think I go through um, also phases of like being excited to cook and also just being so done with it and just ordering in. Um, it's good to have a mix of both, I think, so that, you know, we don't get bored as well. Yeah, I think I might, you know, order a bit from my favorites that I mentioned this week. I also like discovering new places at this time because, you know, so many people are ordering in as well. And it's nice to try different places. Um, yeah, I'm probably going to make a few deliveries. And I'm really looking forward to the reopening. I, I can't wait. I'm already going to plan the places I'm going to, you know, go to in the in the first first week or so. I'm, I'm so excited. Yeah, hopefully August 19th. That is the day for your calendars. As I mentioned, everything should go back to normal. Fingers crossed. We've been in conversation with Annabelle Tan. She's an assistant features editor at Prestige. Thank you so much for joining me on the show. And we will certainly hear more from Annabelle in the weeks to come. Thank you, Adrian. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.